In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I am here with Robin Boyd today. Robin, we've got a great show coming up. We sure do. I'm just so looking forward to this. This is really great. How was your week, Sandra? You know, it was busy. It was busy. I I was on, uh, in addition to my two radio shows, I was on three other radio shows. (laughs) And, um, you know, got contacted for a screen test for some TV stuff, which has really helped the 25 pounds that I want to lose by Christmas, because I think I knocked (laughs) back four of them last week just by, you know, the sheer abject terror of being videotaped. Yeah, really, really. So that was a lot of fun. When will we know more information about that? Um, I don't know. You know, in the next in the next couple months, there's actually two opportunities, one in Los Angeles and one uh, that I was notified by a firm out of New York. So we'll see. I mean, I'm not camera ready yet, and I probably never will be. You know, the last time I was on camera was on the news in Kalamazoo when I used to uh, work for a news station there. And, you know, Robin, I was pretty awful. Oh, I can't imagine that. You just yeah, have no, I would make so much and... in that beautiful brain of yours. I just can't imagine. You've got yeah, so well, much to offer. I have the tapes to prove it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you want to grab a bottle of wine and watch me literally freeze on the air. Um, you have no idea oh. how long 30 seconds is. Well, maybe you do because we're on the air here. Uh, but sure. um, it was like uh, 20 below zero when I was covering things in Kalamazoo. And uh, it was in February. It was Valentine's Day. And they were having me do this little blurb about the weather. And I was so cold. The microphone froze to my glove. And I was, my eyes were tearing. And then for the life of me, I couldn't remember what holiday it was. Because, you know, oh, a literal brain freeze. And sure, you I do. I turn around. There's like the flower shop behind me. There's big hearts. And then finally I read what says, Happy Valentine's Day. I'm like, yeah, it's a Valentine's Day. That's right. <laughs> So, yeah, there's a reason why I'm on the not on the news today. Yeah. <laughs> no, I it is true though. Uh so many times even just not necessarily on the air, but my goodness, when you meet somebody um and then all of a sudden you turn to your mother or your husband and you say, "Um, this is my um <laughs> right. How many of us have done that? We've had these just these brain infarcts. So what what can you do? You just you just laugh and and but of course yeah when someone's paying you big bucks and you've got sponsors breathing down your neck and saying I want perfection yeah that's tough 
That's right. Perfection. I would have. I would have settled for just you know diction. Any any articulate thought coming out of my head at that point would have worked. <laughs> oh, we've all been there. Yeah, I used to because um, I minored in communications in college. It was just my minor, so obviously I I wasn't um, meant to be on the air either. I don't think. But um, we oh did my a God, telethon. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we are. I did a telethon, and it was really fun. And talk about having to babble for 12 hours. That was just the hardest thing. So you're just pulling stuff out of the air and hoping that you're you're getting your facts right. And uh, where was that piece of paper that I had an hour ago because I just spilled coffee on it or whatever. You know, it's just really tough. Really, really well, hard. Well, that's where, you know, our show today is about women in faith and, um, you know, and, and military moms and, and, and their specific faith. And, you know, sometimes to do the things that we do, you know, as women, as mothers, as military personnel, you know, we just have to, you know, have faith at some point that we're doing the right thing or, you know, have a closer relationship to God to guide us through those difficult times. Because in all honesty, Robin, I don't know how I would get through the difficult days I had if I didn't have faith in something. You know, I'm not going to judge people on what their faith is, but, you know, to have some faith in a higher power, some faith that there's something else uh, directing and guiding us, uh, that would be really hard for me. Mm -hmm. It is very true. And um, I think one of the things that is so beautiful about Speaking with one of uh, speaking with someone as we are soon to speak with our guest, the comfort in that gentle word, the comfort in somebody relating to us, in being able to just calm us down, hear that inner voice, hear that um, that mentor, whether it be a spiritual mentor or the person that's sitting beside you, that is what gets us through, and that's the most beautiful thing that one can share with someone else. So. I'm really well, it doesn't even to have hour. to be sitting side by side. It can be on a computer. It can be at the end of a phone line. I mean, well, Robin, sure. you've been such a amazing support to me through the ups and downs, you know, as we've built this radio show, as we've created motherhood and, you know, gone through our family changes and uh, marriages, death, divorce, sickness. I mean, we've packed a lot in these past five years. I think so. I think so. And we're all there for each other, and that's that's the beauty of it, just the beauty of it. So tell me, Rob, what's going on in the military world this week? What do we got going on? Oh, my goodness. Out in the field, I found a couple of things, actually, really kind of interesting. Um, I discovered that a team of researchers in Tampa is currently um, investigating some technology to measure physiological responses linked to PTSD symptoms in hopes of developing a test for PTSD that any clinician can use, which seems so unlikely in that it affects every single person so differently. I'm not quite sure, uh, but then again, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> How would I know? <laughs> I still like the approach that, um, you know, that like the service dogs, the freedom dogs and stuff like that take, yeah. you know, that, you know, it's like we have all, we could have all these paper tests and things and, and who can tell the best reaction for somebody going through a PTSD episode? episode, but a dog. That's true. Well, this um, 
physiologist. Her name is Andrea Webb. She's from Draper Laboratories, and she is studying responses such as heart rate and perspiration that are linked to one's mental state. Um, she says there's a lot of academic literature that links physiological responses with PTSD, but the key is to develop a test that any clinician can use. And her um, research is involving various technologies, and she says what researchers need now are combat veterans who are willing to participate in their study. So if you're down in the Tampa area, uh, participants will receive a, a little stipend for their time. All information is confidential, and it is through Draper Laboratories at USF in Tampa. And if you would like to uh, get more information or if you think you could be of help to this research, call 813-465-5482. I did not find a website. I went to Draper Lab's website itself, and it's just jam-packed with some amazing um, technology that they're doing. So I'm afraid I didn't get an actual website, but we'll be sure to have that phone number available um, on our website so at least people can, can connect that way. Well, and then wouldn't they, it be great, Rob, if we, you know, if they oh. could develop something like this? Because, you know, when you think about, like, emotional response, like, you know, in my freak out last week, you know, I did. Mm-hmm. I had elevated heart rate. You know, I couldn't breathe. I was, you know, racing mind, couldn't sleep, nightmares, you know, check, 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 check. Right. But, you know, the problem was is it was a response to what was going on in my life. But that right. could have been kids, dogs, friends, divorce, sure. work, grief, changes, you know, take your pick. It's the identification of why that's happening um, is, uh, you know, I, I don't know how you're going to do that. Maybe plug us into a computer. Well, I'm, I'm assuming, then what, the, what I gathered from reading, when they see these symptoms, and I be, apparently she has done uh, some extreme tests on lie detector tests um, and that whole technology. So when you look at someone's responses creating these kinds of um, reactions, then a clinician can say, well, something's going on, I need to look further, I'm going into this box now or whatever. Um, but nonetheless, the, the technology is certain, certainly available for us to do so many things, and they're just uh, stretching the box every single day. So kudos to Draper Laboratories to be out there looking for something that... Um, something that's going to help our, our veterans who are coming home. That was it. That's the best news I've heard all day. Yeah, isn't that great? Then I had a fun um, response. I had a, a letter from one of our listeners. Her name is Ginger Kukolo, and I'm hoping that I'm um, pronouncing that correctly, C-U-C-O-L-O. She's down at Fort McNair, and she's just written a book called Dog Tags, The History, Personal Stories, Cultural Impact, and Future of Military Identification. And her uh, website is history. Com. Her book is available through all the major outlets, Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And she talks about the Civil War being one of the first places where identification was recorded, uh, the evidence of it recorded. Um, Harper's Weekly Magazine advertised soldier pins. And then by 1917, it was mandatory, but they were little round aluminum discs. 
And then she does cite that one of the misnomers um, during the 40s through the 70s, there was a little notch on the dog tag, and it is, was simply to hold the blank tag in place on the embossing machine. So the, um, it was thought that it was for something else, but it is simply just to hold it in the machine. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I love that, you know. We're going to so, have to have Janine from Touchnology back on. That's um, right. She was just wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Um, but definitely give um, Ginger a look. And, uh, again, her website is dogtaghistory.com. So we appreciate Ginger being our listener and sending that information. We can't wait to get our hands on the book. Well, you know what, Rob? we got to go to commercial break. Already? We do. Back. I know. It was so fast. Yeah. It's always like that with you on the show. Love it. Uh, we've got to go to commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have Doris Rivas Brecky, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about some changes in uh, deployment before we bring on our guest, uh, Lisa Nordell Dietrich, to talk about women in faith. My name is Sandra Beck. My lovely co host in New Hampshire is Robin Boyd. And check us out on Military Mom Talk Radio or iTunes under the same name. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters on toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their past and successes. First for Debbie, fairytalewishesinc.com. And for Diana, thenextbigzing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. With the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Diana Cohen on toginet.com. You put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help us out, put your name at the top of his list and a statue. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. 
covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with my co-host, Robin Boyd. And, um, Robin, we've got a cool guest to pop on. Her name is Doris Rivas Brecky, and she was our guest last week. She was the uh, woman who served in the military in the 70s, and she has gone through, you know, the military's paid for education, and um, she's a, I don't know, a counselor shrink. I don't know. She'll tell you what she is, but... um, If she could she's awesome. That's what she is. She's awesome. <laughs> I would think that. Um, but uh, so she's going to bring on some news today about uh, about some deployment changes that happened. Go ahead, Doris. Thank you, Sandra. Uh, yes, this is uh, segment news that was on uh, ABC World News, August fifth, two thousand eleven, which was last Friday. And uh, Martha Raditz was the one that brought it on. And that was a real sad day, as uh, you guys probably know. We lost all those uh, uh, Navy SEALs in that big crash. So this particular news was uh, good news, and they needed to have that on that particular uh, show. Anyway, what it is is that uh, the tours for uh, people going overseas Starting January uh, 20 or 2012, uh, will be reduced. They'll uh, be made shorter tours for personnel going to the war zones, and they're cutting them down to nine months instead of 12 months. And uh, so everybody is real excited about that. And uh, the time off between combat duty will increase to 27 months. So uh, our active duty people will have a longer time, you know, back at uh, their regular duty stations. And the reason for this, which a lot of us already know, is because of all the stress that our uh, active duty people are suffering, you know, the PTSD, uh, the high rate of suicide, divorce. And they're hoping that uh, with this uh, shorter tours, that these statistics will hopefully go down. You know, that's great news. It's great news that we recognize this, you know, because we have guest after guest, Robin, coming on, you know, talking about PTSD. And I know we, you know, talk about there's battle fatigue, you know, combat stress, you know, so many words to describe what it is. But um, either way, we're we're making some changes and some adjustments along the way to really accommodate the needs of our service members. And, you know, good job, U.S. military. We're proud of you for that one. So thanks, Doris. I really appreciate you coming on today with that information. You're welcome. We have a great guest today, Robin. We have Lisa Nordell Dietrich, and she is a pastor's wife with an MBA and a son in the military, which I love to have these intriguing women come on the show. What do you think? Absolutely. You know, it it is just so typical (laughs) that she is just this multi-hat person. Um, There's a new show, too, on Toginet. Um, Moms, uh, and I don't have it right in front of me, but it's about moms with wearing multiple hats. So um, this is just definitely, Lisa, is just definitely a true testament to that. 
You know, it's so fun, Lisa. I'm so glad to have you here today. Welcome back. You were on my Motherhood Talk radio show over a year ago. So, ta-ta-da! How's it going? Oh, it's doing great. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Robin. I'm doing quite well, thank you. <laughs> now, you just talked to your son yesterday, of all things. Yes, I did. Yes, I and did. you talk via Skype? Do you? How do you communicate? Uh, cell phone. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> the old-fashioned way. <laughs> what part of the world is he in, Lisa? He's at, uh, stationed at Fort Durham in New York right now. And uh, he's hoping to deploy, but we actually found out good news that the deployments may not actually happen. So, uh, fortunately, so far, he's been able to stay stateside, even though he wants to go fight, being the young guy that he is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's one of the hardest things, Lisa. And, you know, this is why, you know, I'm, I'm so happy to have you come on the show today to talk about faith, because one of the things I've seen with you and with all your kids is, you, you know, you give them the room to grow and do their things, you know, because as a mother, it's very painful to watch your son change choose a military career and know that the life you gave him you know, could be could be taken away and you handle it with such grace and um you know how how do you um you know you know how do you how do you handle that how do you what do you do every day to to manage having as many kids as you do all going in different directions and specifically in the military well i have to give a little bit of background about my son because um He's always been uh, very a thinker, very intelligent, and always scheming things. So, um, you know, when he was uh, coming out of high school, he started into college and, of course, met up with an Army recruiter early on and really wanted to sign up. And uh, my husband and I can, encouraged him to, you know, stay in college for a couple of years and think it through and pray about it, and we did too. And after two years... Um, Augie got his uh, an AA degree, and he, then he sent me a YouTube video in which he announced to me and his father that he had signed up for the military. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, my nephew came out of the closet with uh, a post on Facebook. You know, oh, it's like, no. we've we got to talk to this generation about breaking <gasps> up with women via text. Uh, YouTube videos that scare the crap out of your parents, and then, uh, you know, objectionable things for most families coming out, you know, on Facebook. <laughs> Indeed, he's definitely a, a child of the technology age. Anyway, but um, I think as far as um, Augie's concerned, because he took time, he honored our wishes and went to college and really thought it through. It wasn't something he did just offhandedly, you know, in the spur of a moment or you know, without really thinking about it. He did take time to pray over it and think about it. And he mentioned it during, you know, those two years that he still had wished he had done that. Um, and so once he finally did, we said, well, it's obviously not a decision you took lightly. You're a grown-up. You made this decision as a grown-up, and we're going to support you in it. So I, I think that's partly what gets me through, but also just the fact that, you know, um, you, you raise children, you teach them, you wish the best for them, and then you have to let them go and let them make their own decisions. And uh, Augie did that, and we're proud of him. He's, you know, come a long way and very, you know, um, learning a lot of things and in training. And, and so, you know, there's nothing – I don't find any more to worry about for him as I would – if he had decided to become a police officer or a firefighter, as a lot of his friends have done, or doing any other kind of dangerous jobs, um, you know, there's all life is dangerous, whatever you do, and um, you know, the fact that he's chosen this path that is a very honorable career. I'm, you know, what can else what can we do but support him and pray over him every day? <laughs> oh, sure, sure. No, you're right. It's it's a very honorable career. It's just. 
you're a mom and letting go. Like, how did you, did you, you know, did you have a prayer for letting go? Did you just talk to God about it? You know, did you talk to your husband? You know, how, how does a like, what's your best advice for a mother letting her child go from her heart? Because, like, I know they don't go away from your heart, but, you know, when they go off and, and you know, choose this career. Well, um, that's a good question, Sandra. Um, I definitely pray over him every day, and every time I talk to him, I let him know I'm praying for him every day. And I also ask him, you know, what can I pray for you? How can I pray specifically this week for you? So that, you know, I'm able to encourage him, you know, week by week and let him know that somebody back home is literally praying for him and thinking about him. So, you know, I can release him because he belongs to God. And, um, you know, I can't own my children all of my life. They're just on loan from God for a short time. And we have not even 18 years. I'd say we have maybe 12 or 13 years when they really listen to us and, you know, (laughs) that we can teach them. And then we have to start releasing them because otherwise, you know, I don't really want a 45-year-old child still living in my home. (laughs) I think think you have to say, parenthood is one of those jobs that you, if you're successful at it, you work yourself out of a job. (laughs) um, I think you've captured something in that, isn't it very true, as they've grown up, they have become their own people. And you are no longer, I mean, as much as you are always a mother and you always have that need to sort of have that connection with them, Somehow knowing that they're adults and they're capable and they're intelligent and they have uh, their own force in the world um, gives you the ability to say, I trust that they're in good hands. I trust that their judgment is sound. I trust that they know what's right for them. Exactly. That's very yeah. true. That, and, and that's so hard, Sandra. I think when you've got your little guy still needing a lap, to look ahead and think, would I ever be able to do that, um, to let go in that way? But somehow, over the years, once your child has become an adult, they just bring on this whole different, I don't know, they, they, once they've grown, it's, it's an amazing thing. Well, I think parents of, you know, when parents are divorced, like in my case, you know, I've had to let go of that illusion really quick that we have all this power and control over our kids. I mean, that one, that one goes away quick when you hand your, you know, kid over to the, you know, ex-husband and the girlfriend who puts Mountain Dew in a baby bottle. I mean, you, you really get that message loud and clear that you can't control everything that happens to your kids. You can only do the best you can, but it's very hard. At any age, you know. Yeah. You know, I can't go a show without digging. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I got to a mud ball at least once a week. Don't get me wrong. I'm on the. I'm texting my kids all the time. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, well, I'm, I'm, I'm still a oh. mom, but. Right. Well, one of the other things too that I've always. I've always been a person who wore multiple hats. Even as a child, I I was involved in all kinds of things, and I think part of what makes it easier for me to let go is that. As much as I've loved being a mom, I stayed home with my kids and, and took care of them, raised them as much as possible. I also have always had other things going on. My children have never been the focus of my life. Uh, God is the focus of my life. And all of the other things that I do in my life are because of the um, concerns I have for others and, and the things that I see needing to be done in the world. And I have a lot of other interests and desires and um, uh, if you will, I have other purpose in life as 
in addition to just raising children. You know, that's such a great way to look at it, Lisa. And when we come back from commercial break, Robin and I would like to ask you some more questions about um, not only the book that you're writing, but, you know, about women in faith and, and how to uh, become closer to God uh, as a mom, as a woman, as a military mom, uh, and as a service member. As always, my name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Military Mom Talk Radio along with Robin Boyd, and we'll catch you after the break. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. So where were you in the 1970s? Well, this Saturday morning, we're going to flash back to the 70s as we count down the classic hits with the American Rock and Roll Countdown. You'll hear news and information and stories about the artist and what was going on during the specific week that we highlight. So be sure to join us at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time this Saturday on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, The Parents' Plate is here to help you. The Parents' Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what The Parents' Plate does. The Parents' Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents' Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents' Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and we have as our guest today uh, Robin. Robin Boyd is my fantastic co-host out of New Hampshire. Uh, we have Lisa Nordell Dietrich. She is the wife of a pastor. She has an MBA. She's writing a book to help women get closer to God, and it's her first book, which is one of the reasons that I invited you on the show today, Lisa, because a lot of times my, our listeners on both of my shows will contact me saying, you know, I'm working on this book. You know, when I finish it, can I be on your show? And um, recently I got an email from a gal in Tennessee, of all places, who listens to the show. 
and she's thinking of writing a book, but she said, you know, everybody you have on your show has already finished their book, and they're published, and, you know, all that's done. And, um, you know, when you're a mom and you're working, which you are, you know, you've got kids still at home, you're working a full-time job, and you're trying to pursue this next avenue in your life of creating this book how do you manage it lisa i mean how how do you how are you getting it done (laughs) well a little at a time (laughs) little by little um one of the things i i I actually you know i've started writing several times and kind of stopped because i kind of ran out of things to say but um i'm finding that first of all sandra you've been a great help in helping me to kind of organize my thoughts and you know, giving me ideas as how to how to make it flow and 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 to keep on going. So it's always good to have a good mentor there. <laughs> um, but um, I, I find that the uh, inspiration comes in in you know waves and flows, and and I just will sit down and start hammering out some more. And you know, I'm finding it doesn't have to be. I'm not doing it in order as as the thoughts come for different areas because I have the outline already. I'll sit down and fill in that part. So you know, whenever I find free time, I sit down and do it. Um, and, you know, I just realized it's one of those things that it won't happen overnight. Probably wouldn't be very good anyway if I did. And um, I just keep plugging at it. And now that my kids are a little older, too, they're, less, they're very low maintenance, so I have a little more time in the evenings as well to work. So do you think you could have, you know, because this gal in Tennessee that wrote in, um, you know, because she was asking about my books and how did I get it done with little kids. And, you know, the thing was is, uh, you know, I'm divorced, so the kids go over to their dad, so I've got that time to uh, work on this book. But w- would you have been able to do this type of work, uh, working full-time, raising your kids, when your kids were younger? Um, well, I didn't, so <laughs> it's, it's been something that's been on my heart to do is write a book for many, many years. Um, you know what, um, I think I probably could have if it was something that was really motivating me to do it at the time, and I would have done it because I always had this thing called bedtime established for my kids, and they went to bed about 8 o'clock because I needed me time after that. But I go to bed at 8 o'clock. I mean, my kids go down, and I go down right after. Well, see, I'm a night owl, so, you know, the night was young when I'd send them to bed. So even if I had to get up the next morning, I'd, you know, find a couple hours to do something for myself. So, uh, But, you know, a morning person may be able to get up before the kids. I don't know. Um, You know, I, I would never discourage anybody from trying, and, you know, even if it takes longer than, you know, a few months or even a year or two, you know, I, I would always encourage any mom to jot down her thoughts, you know, write it down, journal. You never know what you might be able to copy and paste into a book later. Oh, that's true. That's true. I mean, making it a process. I mean, a lot of people, I think, um, you know, take these ideas and they're like, well, I have to finish it, you know, by the end of the month or I have to get, you know, and if they don't get on it, but it is a process and it is a matter of refining things. And then, and your topic, you know, <laughs> you're not picking an unsubstantial topic here. What What is a topic for your book? Oh, getting closer to God and especially for women. And I've, you know, taken, um, I've known a lot of women and, and, you know, led some women's groups and and heard a lot of, lot of stories. And what I find is that, you know, people, there are various reasons why women and men, for that matter, aren't closer to God, um, even though a lot of people I think would like to be. Um, You you know, we feel a certain sense of insecurity if, if we're just kind of floating out there and, um, what I try to do is just take all different types of scenarios, not specifically based on any one person's life, but different life scenarios where 
we find that we're not as close to God as we ought to be. And I think in this country it's very easy not to be because, um, you know, we, we kind of view God and religion as something like a AAA card that we'll pull out of our wallet when we're really in trouble, but the rest of the time it just stays tucked, close to, you know, tucked away and we know we have it there when we need it. But we're really missing out on such a rich life that we can have when we have a personal relationship with God and can go to Him anytime. When I wake up in the morning and I see a beautiful day, it's like, wow, God, thank you for making this. It's so nice out. Or, you know, um, it's just the little things in life that we can, we can talk to Him, and He's always there. He's always there to listen to us. And so, um, you know, my book has kind of just evolved from all these different scenarios, all these different people I've met and books I've read and just stories and um, just kind of giving women encouragement and reasons to want to make that step. The cool thing about God is that he says if we draw closer to him, he'll draw closer to us. So all we need to do is take that first step, getting closer to him, and he'll pick it up from there. So, you know, it's a good thing. So how do you do that? I mean, here's the thing. You know, I like to think of myself, you know, as a as a good Christian woman. You know, I go to church. I'm raising my kids Christian. I have my crosses. I say my prayers. I read the Bible even though I don't understand most of it. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, you know, where do you start? Like, where would someone, you know, because think about my week last week. It was big mess-up week for me. I made mistakes all over the place. I, I had a hard time personally and professionally. I had a major headache, got really sick, you know, in the midst of everything else. And then now add that on to our military moms who have to either send their husband or their child off to fight and deal with that incredible anxiety. Um, what do you do? Well, I recommend taking some time, whether it's a day, a weekend, a couple of hours, and go get away by yourself, just you and God time. Um, I actually um, live in, on an acreage where we have a, there's a big rock up the hill. It's about 20 feet cliff, and I just go sit on the cliff and I talk to God. There's nobody else out there. I'm all alone. Sometimes I go to the beach. Sometimes I go to the mountains. And I just, I'll take a notebook with me sometimes and just sit down and say, okay, here's where I am today. Here's what's going well in my life. Here's what's not. You know, God, I need your help here. And, you know, he... So it's that simple. It is that simple. Just step away and, you know, you know, there's a passage in the Bible that says, Be still and know that I am God. We need to remove ourselves from the noise of life and listen for God. And that's so funny, Lisa, because you just said that. It's hanging on my wall. Look right there in my office. It says, be still and know that I am God. Somebody gave me that cross to hang in when I was first starting. Maybe you did. I don't know. When I was first starting <laughs> motherhood. And, uh, you know, I've had that hanging up in my office. And what's funny is I haven't moved it. I need to, like, feng shui this room and, you know, get some new energy in here. But I walk out that office door every day, and I have for, what, four years now in this room mm-hmm. and never thought to look at that. It's become just part of, you know, the the landscape, and it's just interesting that you happen to say that, and we're looking at it literally right on, on the door. <laughs> that's my favorite verse. <laughs> is it really? It is. Well, if I ever get rid of that cross, that's inscribed with that. It'll, it's coming your way. <laughs> well, and, and I think that's, that's kind of the way we view our faith a lot of times. It's just something that becomes old hat and a habit, and we, we kind of start taking it for granted, and, and we need to take time. I say every day, um, as much as possible, though, to just get away and spend that time alone with God. Even Jesus did that when he was here. He needed to take time and get away. Really? And he was God, yes. He went away alone by himself and was been sometimes he'd be in prayer all night long, you know, but he had to take that time and get away. So if Jesus himself had to do that, then we need to do that. 
And even if it's for five, I've heard of moms that would lock themselves in the bathroom with their Bible for five minutes while the kids were eating breakfast or whatever, you know, grab those minutes and, and, and take that time. And, and what, you're, what you're doing is developing a relationship. You think about relationships with your friends, with your family. Those relationships need nurturing. They need time from you because what happens with our friends that we don't talk to from one year to the next, eventually we realize we're not friends anymore. And we don't have anything in common. And we need to take time to nurture our relationship with God. And it's not difficult. It's not a big thing. And it's not so much a matter of, you know, prayers you say or things that you do. It's a matter of really desiring to have that relationship with God and then seeking Him. And He will be there for you because He's not far away. You know, one thing that I I have found, um, I have a concordance. And I have to say, I've had that for years, and there have been times when What's the I've been Rob? It's like an encyclopedia for the Bible, and you will look into it if you look up a phrase, and it will tell you which passages in the Bible might have to do with that particular topic. That has helped me so much because sometimes you'll sit down and you'll just read a passage and you'll say all right, that had absolutely nothing to do with my life right now. I have no clue what that was supposed to mean. (laughs) You know, open the book and wherever the finger lands kind of thing. (laughs) Right. But a concordance is a most Mm -hmm. wonderful tool in that it will help you focus in on just the passages that you need right at that point. And that's been a big help for me. Yeah, it, it, think of it as kind of like a, an old-school Google search. Um, sure. Most Bibles have a concordance in the very back, kind of like an and index. A or, gorgeous one online now. <laughs> yes, there's great things online. I just type in the words and they come up. So, um, yes, good idea, Robin. And, um, you know, that does help focus in on, you know, where we need to be and, and passages that will help us through those moments. Well, yeah, because if you're somebody like me, you read the passage, you don't understand it, you don't know if they're talking about a city name, a person name, you know, you get all confused, and then, you know, you shut the book and go, okay, well, I'm just going to call Lisa and she'll explain it to me. <laughs> that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> Oh, but, but, you know, you said something funny to me last week, Lisa, i got to tell you. You know, Lisa, I, I'm so blessed today to have three women on the show today who have been such great support to me in, in a variety of ways, you know, Doris, Lisa, and Robin. And um, when I confess to you, Lisa, that I, I don't understand half the stuff I read in the Bible. I don't know what they're talking about. And you looked at me and said, you got your master's degree. How can you not, you know, either take the time to figure it out, which is what it was, or use the resources or have the confidence, you know, whatever it was. Um, but it was very funny because it put it in perspective of going, yeah, you're right. You know, I, I need to take the time, and, and it's important. And, um, Rob, you want to take us out into the next segment? Oh, okay. <laughs> just just drop right. that sentence right there, Sandra. <laughs> have faith. He's with you. You can do this. You're just so awesome. I think it's true. We just need to sometimes uh, just slow down and stop and say, what was that that just that was uh, somebody just said to me? And it is true. It's just breaking things down and, and um, being able to look at that one segment instead of the whole thing. And I love your um, analogy of your outline, Lisa, where it's kind of like a quilt. You're just assembling a quilt. We are here today with Lisa Detris, and uh, she is just an amazing woman. She is a wonderful woman of faith, and she certainly helped uplift us today to have the strength to move on for the rest of our week. We're going to be back uh, for the final segment of Military Mom Talk Radio in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. 
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. The Mary Beth Wells Hour is a talk radio show where we reach out, reach deep, and talk about topics of substance. We'll cover points of interest, such as World War II and the Holocaust, the Vietnam War, the planets and the oceans, skydiving, rock climbing, and much, much more. Join me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Military moms, this is Sandra Beck, and you know, Robin, I'm so excited to announce that you know people are liking our Facebook pages, they're signing up and downloading our podcasts after the show, they're um, checking us out on iTunes and France and Germany and England. We're getting mail from all over the world. And Isn't that getting, awesome? Um, just this morning, I got five people that wanted to friend me on Facebook. I'm creating my nice little, you know, Facebook following. Um, but, you know, they all came off of Military Mom Talk Radio, they were, and they were listeners. They weren't even, um, you know, they weren't even, you know, get past guests or, you know, everybody right, sponsored. Right. And they were family, and two of them were guys, and they were family men saying they really like to show what we do for military families, not hitting on me at all. So I thought we're doing a pretty good job. That's so cool. Oh, how wonderful. And, yes, definitely we want people to go to Military Mom Talk Radio on Facebook. Um, you can like us there or our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Absolutely. 
Very exciting. Um, we, you know, we have Lisa Dietrich today, a woman of faith, and she's writing a book about helping women get closer to God, and she's a military mom herself. And, uh, you know, we were talking earlier on, Robin, and you were so good about the, you know, the concordance thing. I don't even know what that was, but um, bad Christian, bad Christian. Um <laughs> No, you know, a Christian who's learning every day. All of us have to learn something that's new every true. day. That's true. I've probably seen more church websites than any Christian human being alive. <laughs> so that's got to count for something. But, you know, when we were talking on break over here in, in Los Angeles, um, you know, I said to Lisa, you know, it's so funny, Lisa, because, you know, here I studied statistics, psychology, math, you know, to get my master's degree, you know, all this heavy, heavy stuff, and I'm stumped by the Bible. And, you know, you just had the greatest response to me. Yes, the Bible. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, really, when you read the Bible, you're, you're having to learn another language because you're really reading a book that that it was written, first of all, over a period of about 1,500 years by several different people, I think 40 different authors. And we're talking about old, ancient cultures. So some of the verbiage was translated pretty well. Some of it wasn't. And, you know, you, you really are learning a different language. Um, we like to call it Christianese because there's certain <laughs> words we use in the church that nobody else knows what we're talking about. <laughs> and you know. Well, and when you go from church to church, you have to learn the church language. Because, like, when I started going to the church that your husband is the pastor at, and, you know, and I'm kind of a church roamer, I go from church to church. Um, but one of the things was they, everybody kept talking about the word, and I'm thinking the word, the word, like word up, you know, I'm thinking, like, <laughs> you know, all this stuff going, why are they talking about the Word? And then, you know, I'm like, the Word of Christ? And I'm like, oh, yeah, the Word. Oh, oh, maybe they're talking about the Bible, you know. That one did not come right away. And the other one that I experienced recently, which, you know, titillated me to no end, um, but I was with a group of friends, and one of these girls was talking to one of the guys about his walk. And I'm thinking, should he wear heels? You know, does he have, a like, a gimpy gait? You know, what is <laughs> what is the walk? And she's like, you know, brother, I want to talk to you about your walk. And I'm, I was sitting sitting there stunned going, gee, I thought he walked okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right, and that refers to, you know, how you're living for Christ every day and, and, you know, whether you're close to him or not. And we all, you know, at different times in our lives, we're, you know, right there with him, close, everything's going well. And then there's other times they kind of talk about, you know, the desert times when we just feel kind of dry and, you know, God, are you even out there? And I don't feel like praying today. You know, we all go through that, and and that's kind of what is our walk. Well, and that's important for you to say that because you know, if if we don't have these discussions, you know, when you go to different churches, it's very rare that someone will stand up there and say, "Hey, you know, sometimes it's an ebb and flow." Like any relationship, you know, like I was married for ten years. Lisa, you're married a long time. Robin, you're married a long time. You know, there's times that you really love your partner, really love your spouse, and then there's times that you not so much. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're not still involved with them, but it ebbs and flows, and I think that's the same thing as a relationship with God. Exactly, and that's something I was telling you about the other day, Sandra, that, you know, through the whole Old Testament, it's a story of the nation of Israel and how at times they were very close to God, they were obeying Him, they were doing what He asked them to do, they were following Him through the desert, and then there were other times when things started going well, and they just kind of started doing their own thing, and they fell away and fell into disobedience, and, you know, God had to 
discipline them and let them hurt a little bit until they would come back to him and repent and say, okay, I'm back. Okay, we, we want you again. And I was reading through the Bible one time going, why do these people not ever get it? And it's like God said to me in my thoughts, why don't you ever get it? I'm like, okay, 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 I get it, I get it. (laughs) My life is the same way, and all of our lives are like that. But the important thing is that, like I say, God is always there, and all we need to do is take that step towards him, and he's there. He's like a loving parent that always wants us right there with him. Oh, he's got to be loving with all the complaining I do. I mean, the fact that he's still there and, you know, it's like, I don't even want to listen to me. <laughs> he's extremely loving, and he has a fantastic sense of humor. He has to. Oh, he has to. He has oh, to. Oh, gosh. Lisa, you, I've read, um, have earned your MBA while your kids were little. How did you manage that? Uh, I was actually homeschooling him at the time as well. So. Oh, well, that helps, I guess. Uh, and I did have a dial-up, by the way, just so anybody complains about their Internet service. <laughs> wow. Um, you know what? Um, <laughs> I've, I've always been one that's kind of driven, and, and once Do I you think something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It was just, it's something that's always been, I mean, again, you know, when I was in my 20s and going to college, it's like, I'm going to get my MBA, and Lord willing, I'm going to become a lawyer. Well, mm-hmm. you know, when it came time to getting my MBA, it's like, okay, here I am, I'm doing it, I'm enjoying it, and whatever it takes, if I have to read a chapter while the page loads, that's what I did. And, you know, my kids my kids are great kids, and we kind of live on an acreage, so they have a little room to roam, and, you know, I, I, we just made it work. And, uh, it was what did thing. you put aside? Like for me, you know, I'm having a little trouble with, you know, my goal coming back from New York is to keep a better house, you know, to not have like just total disarray everywhere, to get the office together, you know. But there's only, you know, it's like we have 24 hours in the day. We need to sleep and eat, and the kids need time. Like what goes? Well, I didn't clean the house much. (laughs) (laughs) That's my girl. (laughs) Yeah, that'll last. I'll be there tomorrow. Um, One of the things, I think when I was going through the MBA program, I was the only person I know of in the the class I was in that actually didn't work at a full-time day job. So I think that I Oh, no, you worked at a 24-hour day job. Exactly, (laughs) but I was able to stop and pick up a book, whereas, you know, like where I am now, there's no way I could even, you know, find the time to do that. So I think that's kind of where I just would carve out little bits of time. And, you know, the afternoon time with the kids was quiet time for them because I still had a younger daughter that was taking naps. So during the quiet time, the TV went off, the games came out, it was quiet. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's why I'd pull my book out and read. And fortunately, I don't need a whole lot of sleep or I can do without it. So I don't think any mother gets a whole lot of sleep. No, we don't. Yeah. (laughs) Did but you I would ever just, you know, uh, carve share out the time, time and, you know, you do what's important to you. You do what's yeah. important and, um, you know, and I just realized that this is my time to get this degree and I need to move on. And so it was a lot of motivation and just stealing time wherever I can. And that's something my husband now is going through his master's program and I said, honey, you always need that book with you. No matter where you go, take your book so you can read it. <laughs> you know? That's so. true. That's true because as moms, we wait in line all the time. Mm-hmm. We wait in line at the doctor. I wait in line to pick up my kids at school. And, you know, what I love now is I have both a Nook and a Kindle, and uh, they're both on my iPhone because, you know, I'm that kind of mom. But, <laughs> you know, and I can flip up what I'm reading at any point. And, um, you know, technology can really 
help us get together because if I can read this stuff while I'm sitting, you know, for 20 minutes sometimes I have to sit and wait for my kids um, while they're, you know, coming out of school or doing whatever and sit in the line, I can read this. But then it also means that technology allows me to spend more time with them disconnected when I can get my stuff done when, when you know, so that's not interrupting them, except now my seven-year-old's texting at the dinner table, which really, <laughs> i got to tell you, that's not going over too well. I used to leave early to go pick up my kids when my kids uh, were still in school. I would specifically leave 10 or 15 minutes early just so I would have that time to sit in the car without a towel. Of course, that was before cell phones, mind you. Um, that was a, well, quite a while ago. And, uh, but that would give me time to do work, and um, that was my way of carving out some time. But you have to be right, Lisa. You've got to find the time, and when you're determined, it's going to happen. And, you know, again, you were asking about how do we find time to spend time with God. There's a little me time. Carve mm-hmm. out that 10, 15 minutes a day and just sit in your car with the radio off, the cell phone yeah. off, and, you know, talk to him. He's there. So what would you say, Lisa, would be your best advice for, you know, moms in your situation, especially moms, you know, some of these guys, you know, contact goes a long time. And, Robin, you know, you talked about this one episode about, you know, waiting for Stephen's call when he is in Vietnam. And, you know, we do have more technology now, so the communication is still is better, but we're still moms sending our husbands and our partners and our uh, children off to war. Well, again, like I said, we just need to draw near to God and trust that, you know, our children are in his hands. And it is kind of nerve-wracking. We actually had an episode with our son a couple of weeks ago where we didn't hear from him. He wasn't answering our calls, and we didn't know what was up with him. So, you know, I mean, it's not like we don't go through that as well. Um, But, you know, we have to step back and say, okay, you know, we have to release them to God's care and not worry but keep leaving messages. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's important for our kids to know, too, that we care about them and, and we're tracking with them because, you know, my son has expressed that, you know, sometimes some of the guys in his unit get very depressed and there's a lot of depression and, you know, um, you know, there's suicide, the high rate, rates of suicide in the military, and they need to know that we're there, we're connected with them, and we're, you know, kind of watching out for them even though we can't see where they are. We don't know where they are sometimes. But to know that we're, we're there and we care about them and we're thinking about them every day, it's a good way to keep them encouraged as well. Well, and I think, you know, um, Lisa, what you're talking about, you know, I have friends serving, and, you know, I had a friend leave recently that was going back to, I think he's in Fallujah, I'm not sure. Uh, that was really hard for me, and it hurt my heart, you know, to say goodbye, and it, it, it you know, it, it was very difficult, and I think to pray for his safety gave me something that I felt I could do to manage um, my own problems, my own feelings, my own fears, my own anxiety. Uh, that was really helpful for me. And actually, prayer does that. It not only does it have an effect on the other person, but it has an effect on how we view that person as well and how we look at the situation. So, good. Good. Well, Lisa, thank you for being our guest today. Our guest today was Lisa Nordell Dietrich, and she is writing a book about helping women get closer to God. She's a military mom. We're so thankful to have her today. Robin, as always, you did a great job. I'd like to tell everybody to check us out on iTunes. Just type in Military Mom Talk Radio. You can go to our website, which is militarymomtalkradio.com, or you can come back to Toginet next week for another great show.